Hey girl, you trying to hit this? Oh, you know exactly what I need. Alrighty. <laughs> Guys, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning. It's 11, actually Tuesday almost afternoon. Tuesday. It's almost one on Tuesday and we're just now recording. Yeah, we were sick last night and we were sick last week and <laughs> we have been struggling. Um, Remember when we said we were going to get an episode out last week? Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> Honestly, we've been so consistent for so long and we got burnt out a little bit. And I think that life just, you know, was like a moving train and we were standing in front of the train and the train didn't even honk. It didn't even blow its horn. It was like, fuck you. I'm not even it warning just you. took us out. Yeah, I'm not warning you. I'm just going to take you out. Honestly, I'm okay with that. I feel like that's how I want to go. Just take me out. Just take me out. I did say, I was like, universe, I feel like there's some shit that needs to happen. Just do it one after the other. I can handle it. And you know what? I could handle it, but I also couldn't. We can't handle it. It's just we don't want to have to. Yeah. I want to live a soft life. Yes. And yeah. I haven't, this past month was not a soft life. We, <laughs> it's been a hard knock life. Yeah. If you also have been following us on like our Two Girls, One Blunt social media, we have not been posting as much. Um, well, we haven't really been posting as much on, on any platform. Yeah. I like that sound. Uh, me so horny. Um, but please don't ash all over the bed. <laughs> it's okay. The cat shit on the bed. I have to get my, my fucking, what is this called? A comforter? Oh, dry cleaned. Dry cleaned. But what was I just saying? Soft life, it hurting. Oh no, we don't want to deal with it. We I don't know. haven't been posting as much on social media. There we go. Thanks, Em. This is why, this is why I keep you around. Oh, that's why? <laughs> that, no, is that the only reason? I'll remember that. It's but absolutely one of your amazing qualities. That was a lie. I probably won't remember that. I'll forget <laughs> it in like two minutes. You're the yin to my yang. If I forget, you remember. On the ass to your tits. These blunt wraps have been weird. Yeah, we, we love our brothers Broadleaf. They just sent us a shipment. Um, but I think I might have let it sit out for too long maybe and it's been dry. Or is it because it's direct sunlight from... Um, being on our table oh maybe and the but they're in the bags they're unopened can it can you can it evaporate through the bag can moisture evaporate through bags i don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah also if you're listening we're not doing video until um november 1st we're gonna have our video halloween episode isn't that exciting we're gonna be in costumes yeah we this is the biggest month for OnlyFans creators pretty much so we have a lot of content that we have to do um we finally hired our team I guess. Well, our social media person starting today. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Harley, stop scratching at the door. I love you, but um, I got Scooby snacks from the blunt. So we have someone posting on YouTube for us. Dude, this whole thing's falling apart. It's. It didn't want to stay together when I rolled it. <laughs> I'm like, I was going to be like, could we tape it? But then. They actually, Brothers Broadleaf just came out with like a glue. So instead of licking a blunt, you can just glue it closed and it's like safe for consumption. Wait, we need that. No, the whole blunt's falling apart. I don't know what to do. The whole thing came undone. Okay. So while Emily's fixing that, because she's the blunt queen, um, 
here's an update. So we got our team. That's kind of why we took a step back from posting is because we've been trying to hire people, which means getting lawyers and contracts and doing everything the professional way, which we didn't do really before because, you know, we were a new podcast and we're still a new podcast. This is all coming from our pockets. Like, it's not like we have a management or anything like that. Um, and so it's been a lot to run this and only fans and then try to post on TikTok and then do comedy And then in the midst of all of that, Mercury and retrograde happened this past month. And when I tell you we were fucking hit from losing friends to family situations to just like shit, one thing after the other, after the other. And then we got sick and I was like, holy fuck, I can't make content. I haven't done anything. Um, So I've been just trying to rest. And oh, yeah, if you can hear in the background, we decided to foster three kittens and, um, it's, they're so grown and I don't know how we're going to get rid of them. I'm just rambling at this point. Honestly, this is how my life has been. A lot of you motherfuckers told me that I have small earlobes. Ah, <laughs> I don't know if I appreciate that. <sighs> I forgot who said it, but somebody said, at least your, your boobs balance out your small <laughs> earlobes. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> Stop. I love that. But thank you guys for commenting. I appreciate it. I, <laughs> the motherfuckers is said with love. <laughs> Yeah. No, I we got actually a decent amount of comments and I was pumped about that. I love when you guys engage with us. But that's super cool because that's just like our audience that we've built up. That's not our Hayes audience who's reaching out and saying that. So thank you guys so much. You are our core. Yeah. And you're why we do this. We do appreciate you guys. Um the video podcast. We've had issues with the cameras. Like if you watch our video that keeps like zooming in and zooming out, we don't know how to do the settings so that like the focus on us doesn't just like get fucked up. Someone told us auto. We did that. Someone told us manual. We did that. Guess what? <laughs> Neither worked. So um, if you're a video person, please DM us with how to make our camera better. We have a Sony a mark three a seven something like that <laughs> a seven i fuck it up every time i'm like the, it's the sony a7 iii but i think it's the sony a7 mark three yeah okay sony a7 mark how 3. is it a mark if there are three eyes that doesn't make any sense i don't know we had a wide a, a wide camera lens and a regular lens yeah um <sighs> but oh my god so we're going to have that set up. We're going to be in like hot costumes for our Halloween episode. It will be November 1st on Tuesday. Oh, we're going sexy. I was going to do the taco costume. Okay. You could. Okay. Well, you know, maybe you can be sexy and I can be the taco. Yeah. Or the hot dog. That'll be funny. Cause I don't know if my costume is going to come in in time. When's your costume supposed to be in? I don't know. I have to ask her. I got to order mine too. Um, I'll call her today. We're getting custom costumes. Um, I may be in LA at the end of the month. Hopefully. I don't know. I don't even know. I need. Have you found a therapist yet? (laughs) I actually did. I have an appointment tomorrow. Wait, really? Yeah. We live in the same household and I don't even know this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have an appointment tomorrow and I have a psychiatric psychiatrist mm-hmm. whoever gives drugs okay I'm trying to get some adderall oh legal adderall yeah <laughs> i know i don't i'm afraid to like <laughs> buy drugs illegally because i feel like all non-legal adderall is not adderall so i don't want to take that 
I wouldn't trust it. No, that scares me. It's probably just meth. I want to be prescribed too, but that's because we, I think we need it. But then my therapist last time was like, well, you have bipolar and they have the same symptoms and you don't actually have ADHD. And I still don't believe that. I've definitely now, you know, the past month, I'm like, maybe I am a little bipolar. (laughs) And I think that smoking vape, because guys, I'm a month. Am I a month? Are you? Has it been a month? I don't know. It was like a week before the patty thing. So it's been, yeah. Right? So it's been a month. It's been a month. Good shit. No, I think I quitted the day it happened. So how long has it been? That's been a month. Yeah, Patricia. Um, Priscilla was here. No, September 11th was the football Mark. game. And that would be that would be exactly a month. So maybe three weeks. Okay. Okay, so I'm three weeks um, off of vape. How's it feeling? Bro, it, I feel actually like a lot better. I think, honestly, I feel the same, but that's because, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm high and not people are asking like, how do you feel? And I'm like, a lot of things. Um, you quit nicotine and I was like, should I get a vape for myself? I literally, I was like, I looked at Emily and I was like, don't, don't ever smoke vape because it's so bad. I constantly still three weeks after quitting feel myself going to grab a vape like I like touch my pockets or like my purse and then I realize I'm not smoking vape so my body is having I'm having like this unconscious just physical reaction of trying to look for something because my body's like needs a craving and I recognize how often I was smoking vape because it happens to me like every 10 seconds sometimes I go a little bit longer now without it But it still pops up, specifically during times with stress. And I realized how many times I grabbed the vape as like a coping mechanism. And that's like sad because I was like, I don't have an addiction. (laughs) I can quit anytime. And you did. Well, that's because I found out. Did we already talk about this on Priscilla's? No, we didn't. This this hasn't been talked about. I found out Mr. Robotong was like, I looked at a Snapchat data. Either way, I found out, like, I think that's what we talked about in the episode that didn't go, that didn't record. I don't which even sucked. know at this point. Um, <laughs> Mr. Robotongue was, uh, I feel like we're going to have to edit this, so it's a little cut. Oh. Maybe not. Fuck it. Okay. Guys, we just wanted this to be an uncut episode, so you just get the raw, <laughs> the raw thing. This is, this is how much this our brains is working. Real. This, this is me. So Mr. Robotongue. Mr. Robotong, something told me I like broke my glasses. I needed to order glasses. And I went to my email to look up iBuyDirect. I searched iBuyDirect. Somehow, Mr. Robotong's email with his Snapchat data is like the fifth one, which makes no sense because they're all emails with... Um, it was just iBuyDirect and then it was his name. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> so that happened. I get in a fight. I found out that. I get in a fight with a friend, literally over something stupid. This friend hasn't talked to me since so that happened then there was some family issues it was just thing after thing after thing and that what that just happened and I was like if I'm gonna get hit with all of this I wanted my vape so bad because I was like the reason I haven't quit is because every time I was about to quit and things were good Mm -hmm. was when shit hit the fan I was like I have anxiety and I can't quit now something would happen yeah which is just a coping mechanism so 
this time it happened, I was like, no, this is Mercury and retrograde. I'm quitting, which people are like, don't quit things in Mercury and retrograde. It won't last. You are jokes st- on you fuckers. Yeah. I'm so mentally strong. Sometimes if I have to be like, I've been through so much shit, I can turn it on if I need to. So I've just chose not to, because I've always had to turn it on. You know, sometimes I just want to be a piece of shit. <laughs> And so, um, I, I feel like that's relatable though. You know, like sometimes I just want to have to not heal and not be perfect and not yeah. fucking be on. So, and I used vaping as that. That's like kind of what I told myself. So I fucking quit and I was like, nope, I'm done. And, um, I think because I took all of that anger and hurt from finding out that Mr. Robotung was in New York or something on like his Snapchat data location said that he was in New York every time I was on a trip. Yeah, you're fu- you're fueled by spite. You're like, listen, I'm I was gonna like, quit this shit. Yeah, and you didn't think I'd quit because I didn't quit while I was with you. But you now didn't I'm deserve quitting. that version of me because you were cheating. I literally think about that every time I glow up after, and I'm like, I'm glowing up now and not while I'm with you because you, and you don't deserve that. And it's not like a lot of people come back like guys. They're always like well he fucking you know he's the winner anyways because why wouldn't you do that when you were with him for him blah 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 but it's like had we stayed together i would have had the glow up and the mental glow up and the change anyways if we were still together because i'd be still going through those like same processes but like people are going to have their ups and downs and you chose to do that while i was down you know harley stop harley I'm going to let you out of the room. Hold on. This kitty is just going crazy at the door because we can't have it on because the washing machine is ruining the audio. I also feel like those people who say that you should have done that for that person or because of that relationship, you can't make sustainable changes based on a relationship. You need to make them for yourself. Oh, preach. Amen. So you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm in a relationship. I'm going to do this because of them. But then what if they leave? Mm -hmm. Then all those habits you created are no longer there. I know. And sometimes I wonder why when I get in a relationship, do my habits diminish? And I think it's not all habits. Like it's, I noticed when I was in a relationship, I was a little bit more productive with work because I think that he was working a nine to five. And so like his schedule was different. And so there'd be times I'd be napping during the day while he was working. And I would say that. And he would be like, Jamie, you literally worked six hours straight without taking a break to pee or eat this afternoon. And you worked four hours this morning. It's definitely a different <laughs> schedule, you know, but it like motivated me to like, not, I don't know. It's like being in an office. I have to be like the best. I have to be working. But when I'm like home alone and there's like, not like, or if I'm just like in my room and there's no one, I'm like consistently texting and talking to all day where they're telling me what they're doing. Yeah. And they're like working in a different sense. I, I don't feel like. No, I can see that being motivating. Yeah. Because you and I are always on like the same schedule. Everything's the same. So there's no like, for the most part, like in terms of our job requirements too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. <sighs> I think you're right though. What a lot of people do lose the habits with the, when they're in a relationship, or they gain habits and then they lose it because they get triggered because it's over. Yeah, I don't know. I've sh- we're just looking for that healthy relationship where you 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 are your own cup is filled, but they can mm-hmm. jump in and fill it when necessary. Yeah, 
For sure. And that's what I think this Mercury in retrograde taught us, or at least taught me. That my cup is empty. <laughs> that's what it's taught me. That, yeah, that I have to fill it. No, nope. I got to pour into myself. Yes. And to not give up your consistent routine and the thing like the self-care. I had a lot of realizations, right? So um, all of that shit happened and I felt like it was a test to see how I would react to it. And not only did I have like a bunch of traumatizing things that each one of those individual events had it been two years ago, had it been a year ago, five years ago, would have sent me into like a six month depression. Yeah, just debilitating. It would be debilitating. And so I was able to have all of that happen within like three weeks. And hold on, I had to take a hit. Oh, it's I need to light it again. But I had all that happen at once. And I'm here like I was super productive the last two days. Like I'm so much better. And I'm none of it like debilitated me mentally. It was like, how how am I going to be able to handle it? Am I going to make excuses? Am I going to go back into the same fucking habits that are like negative that keep me that I'm like pulling myself out of something? Mm-hmm. Or are you going to stand true to yourself mm-hmm. and what you know is good for you? And that's why oh. I quit vaping because I was like fuck no if I I'm not gonna be that person like I think what made me get out of the hellhole of my life growing up was the determination of being like I can do it and anyone telling me I can't is fucking wrong yeah and so like I became invincible with my emotions it's faith in yourself yeah it was faith in myself and I feel like I lost that and this mercury retrograde even though it beat the fuck out of me I like gained so much insight and it reminds me of the shrooms trip our cats on shrooms episode Oh, the first episode. That one's almost hit 10,000 on our Apple podcast and Spotify, our first episode, which is a really cool milestone. 10,000 listens. It's all, it's like a thousand away, I think. That's really good for podcasting. Yeah, no, that's dope. I feel like <laughs> podcasts either have like no listens or like a ton of listens. And then there's like the also this middle section, right? Where you're like starting to get more. But once you do, it's like exponentially increasing. Mm-hmm. Just keep it running. So that's exciting. So there are good things happening while we're in this slow phase. We went up to, I think, number three in stand-up comedy on Apple Podcasts, which is because of you guys leaving reviews. Hell yeah. Which is fucking dope. We d- we love that. We love reading the reviews. We just went to a stand-up comedy show that raises money for breast cancer, and Emily and I were the judges. So that was fun. It's called Funny and Pink. Um, our friend and comic, Julie Bays, out of Miami. She's the Julie Bays show on Instagram um, and at Funny and Pink for the breast cancer comedy shows. But it was all women, basically like a competition of new comics, and uh, we vote for the funniest. And it was really good. I was actually genuinely surprised how good having 20 women for comics go up. And it was I, really cool. There's like a bad stereotype with women in comedy, like not being funny or like at least. But I think it's because there's so few women. Do you know what I mean? There's I feel like because of TikTok, there's now going to be so many more women who are going to be getting into stand up comedy because it's just. Like Taylor Tomlinson, I feel like really opened up like gates on TikTok for comedians to fucking get women comedians. I just don't know. Maybe because the girls in fucking Miami have more of a personality and it translates into their comedy because I could tell you if we watched that show in Boston. No, those girls were really good. It would have been rough. 
all of those girls were like, I'm a year in and they were so good. I was like, holy fuck. It made me be like, Jamie, you haven't gone on stage because you've been doing so much other shit. Like you are going to come back into the game. Not as funny. And I'm going to have to work, you know, 10 times harder to get to the same level. And that's okay. That's a part of the process. I chose to do that. Yeah. I mean, they definitely showed they're dedicated to their craft. Like those girls were killer. Yeah, lots of different types of comedy, too. It wasn't, like, the same stories. There no, was, no. The best part of women in comedy in Miami, too, is you get, like, the hot cougars. Oh, my God. They were, what, two, three? They were, like they were 60 so years sexy. old. It was, like, a Joan Rivers, like, a hot Joan Rivers comedian. And, like, she's, like, yeah. She was talking. She had like literally her old guy friend who's probably pushing eighty. Like, old. He was old. Like you know when old people like cross their legs and they hunch over. Oh. Like they're kind of like going back into fetal position. They're so cute. They're so cute. But she was making fun of how he looked like he was dying and shit. <laughs> and I was like, These, this is old people comedy, but I'm here for it. Yeah. No, I fucking love the old people. I think they. Oh, she just put the mic down because she's lighting the blunt. It's like mid-conversation. She's like, blunt. Priorities. Blunt is more important than the podcast. Um, but. The fucking cougar of comedy who oh, came yeah. up and she just talked about fucking younger dudes. That was hilarious. It was, a, yeah, her whole set was about like fucking young dudes, but they were like really good jokes. And it wasn't like the same joke either. Um, I also like when I feel like Miami comedians, I guess really anywhere, because Boston comedians do it too. A lot of their comedy is based about where they live, which I feel like kind of stifles you and sort of stunts you. Here, I thought that too. I thought that too, but we got to talk about it. What? Marcelo. Oh, is it Marcelo or Marcello? I think it's Marcelo. Okay, well, Marcelo fucking Wait, killed it. Hold on, they announce it on fucking SNL because we. That's there's, crazy. I think it's Mar. Is it Marcello? I think it's Marcelo. Like his Mar- comedian, his uh, his comedy Mar- page like doubled on Instagram overnight. Holy, he was shit. at like twenty nine the other day. Holy, he's at seventy five point two. Okay, hold on. Baseball season wrapped up this week and the playoffs are underway. Here to give us his thoughts is new SNL cast member Marcelo Hernandez. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of this. What's up, Marcelo? So are you a baseball fan? Uh, Well, Colin, you know, my mom is from Cuba and my dad is from the Dominican Republic. So obviously they're divorced. (laughs) But it also means I love baseball. You know, Latinos dominate baseball. And I'm not saying we're naturally better. I'm just saying we're more fun to watch. I mean, who would you rather watch play baseball? Tanner from Kentucky? Or a guy that they call Papi and no one knows why? (laughs) This guy got so good at his job, everyone started calling him dad. Like, has anybody here ever called you daddy? I'd I'd rather not say. I love Colin's uh, facial expression. Like Aaron Judge, right? He just hit his 62nd home run, set the AL record. Yeah, I think it's impressive, Colin, but there just wasn't enough emotion for me. (laughs) He hits his 62nd home run, puts the bat down gently, and then it's a couple of high fives and straight to the dugout. When a Dominican guy hits a home run, Colin, he throws the bat (laughs) to a different dimension. (laughs) And once he gets to home plate, he thanks everyone he's ever encountered. He's like, thank you to my mother and my sister and my father and that one guy from the day and I gave me that one time. Everything 
everything changes when they bring out the Dominican guy. The American announcer who's been speaking English the whole game gets an accent all of a sudden. Now this guy named Jeff is like, and now, coming to the plate, from Santo Domingo, Starling Marte. Cue the merengue music. Even the white guys in the crowd are like, tuku, tuku, tinka, tanka. Is acting. So up and he pulls a chain out of nowhere. He tells the pitcher to relax. And then he brings Jesus into it. He's like, in the name of the Father. And, the Father. and then once he gets to batting, Colin, it's all hips. Do you feel that, Colin? <laughs> Pretty sure I feel it. Yeah. Everyone in the crowd is pregnant by the time he's done back. And the post-game interviews are different, Colin. White guys are so boring. They're always talking about the game. It's like, we had a game plan, and we executed it. But I bet uh, Latin guys do it different. Don't do that, Colin. <laughs> I don't like that. Yes, it is very different. <laughs> He's so funny. Dude. He's hilarious. I think that this, so I went on to um, oh, SNL. That's so exciting. So, yeah, basically, so Marcelo Hernandez is a Miami comic. He's like 22 years old or something. He's young. He's like oh, 21. Remember the first He's, comedy show we went on with that Tinder date who catfished me was Marcelo's show. Yeah, that was one of the first shows we went to in Miami. Yeah. He's a part of Only in Dade. He was like doing like a lot of comedy sketches and like updates on Miami. This I was literally I thought he was older and the amount of ta raw He's talent this guy him. has. Um pure raw talent. Um you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of him. Yeah, and it was so to hear he was only doing comedy for like a small amount of time, like a short amount of time. And he was that good, especially with crowd work, too. And a lot of his jokes were Miami-based and, like, Spanish-based. And I guess, like, we have to remember, too, like, here, um, you know, there's that there's a whole audience that we're not used to because mm -hmm. we're not Spanish and we're from Boston. But the people who just make Boston jokes or just L.A., they go somewhere else. It doesn't work, obviously. Yeah. But he... I think that that's what SNL was missing. I was, like, thinking about it. And I was just, like... I was reading the comments and everyone was so happy to feel like they were being like represented on I love SNL. That. Yeah. So if you go to SNL's page, 2.9 million. He has the most views literally out of the last couple of months of content. This is SNL's page. SNL. He's has the most so far. I'm scrolling. 3.9 million. Okay, this was the last one. When was this posted? Who is this? Oh, he's so sexy. With he's Miles Teller. Perfect, right? Um, I don't know. Miles Teller's from like Top Gun. He's in um what else is he in? He's in a bunch of stuff. Who's he's the sexy pitch perfect guy? You know who I'm talking about? Who fell in love with Bega? Like, I love that type of guy. Oh yeah, no, Miles Teller's not him. He's very Fuck. hot. He, Emily doesn't have her glasses on. That is Miles Teller. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but like he had the most views that just to see that. Um, he has a great personality. Yeah. He's incredible. Okay. But he was humping like the air in that skit. And I feel like he 
did that well. Like it fit well in the bit, but I was just watching like a clip out of Seth Rogen where they talk about like how you shouldn't be humping or like fucking the air in a comedy bit. Cause it like, it's like, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? Like a lot of comedians went on and talked about that. So it was a compilation really because Joe Rogan in his set, he fucks the stool. Oh yeah. So like they were rashing on him basically. And he was like, no guys, like it's very intellectual. And he, it was just are funny the way saying- he was defending it. <laughs> are people saying like you can't hump the air because that was Joe Rogan's joke because he humped the stool? They're saying that you shouldn't do that and it makes you like not a serious comedian. So they were calling Joe Rogan out over not on his own good- podcast. Oh, that's funny. It was very <laughs> funny. It was very funny. That is super funny. Well, yeah, dude. So fucking new comic made it on fucking SNL. That's dope. That ha- that's goes to show like. The power of social media. The power of social media. He's like, do you know how many comics have been in the game for fucking years? 20 years, 10 years, even the ones who have been in it for like three years. And they're like, I work so hard. Like, and there's people and who I'm come sure up. I'm sure they did, but he's working smart. He's working smart. That's Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Yes. And I got a but lot of smart shit. smart is hard too. It is hard because we're just working in different ways. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of comedy sketches. He focused on like the TV side of comedy and that's a whole different bit, but he can fucking rock it on stand up too. But you know what? Also, okay. I take back. You shouldn't say jokes about where you're from because obviously he did it well. And what he did is he stuck with his audience. He knew who he was talking to and mm-hmm. he did it really well. Yeah. And you have to know your audience in For any sure. form of art. Yeah. Because it is art what he does. Oh, my gosh. His just joke after joke. Ugh. It's so cool Fucking to see. It's it. so it's so like inspiring because we've been starting to do a little bit more stand up and like seeing people just like grow. We did our we did some comedy sketches. We're waiting for the edits on those. Oh, yeah. Um, those will be exciting. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> at the Jamie Lee show and at Loud Emily. Yeah. Link down below, as always, fellas. But I think I will be on stage before the end of the year. Mark my words. Mark my fucking words. Um, yeah. Even I saw like a friend from Boston, this like uh, older man who's like very successful and has a lot of money. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was here. So I like grabbed a drink with him. And it was so funny because he's like 60. He's in his 60s. Um but you would have no idea he was in his 60s. But he was literally like telling, he was drunk and he was like telling the Uber driver, like he's like, she's an amazing comedian. No. And like, he's like, she's so talented and like, blah, blah, blah. She's going to be in movies. And I'm like, didn't he come to any of your comedy shows? I think so. Yeah, he did. And the I, one that I missed. Yeah. And I called them out for being old. Yeah. I was like, hey, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, though. I know. He loved it. He was like, so he, that's he so funny. He could be a grandpa. He did come to one of my comedy shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. Like one of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so interesting because you can either come to one of the comedy shows that I go to and then you either like love me or you're just turned away because I definitely brought a lot of first dates to open mics like not even shows like just open mics <laughs> i'd be like i'd be like you brutal no i know there was a couple shows but there was there was a cool open mic in new hampshire that was basically a show so oh, okay, it, it wasn't okay. like sometimes it would it was awkward and comfortable but it was basically like where you could just go and perform okay and it was really comfortable because everyone like knew each other it wasn't like really ran by anyone that was like legit well a comic but like not i don't know it was just fun it was a cool room, but 
So I'd bring them there and they would, I would either get ghosted most of the time. I think I got ghosted by everyone besides, um, what, what, who were we calling my 2020 boyfriend? What's his nickname? I don't even remember the nicknames I give I these I don't dudes. know. New Hampshire? New Hampshire? I there's so many New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. There's rich New Hampshire and there's No, tall. rich New Hampshire is American Psycho. Oh, yeah. Okay, so New Hampshire. True. <laughs> um, he stuck around. He liked my comedy. He was probably one of the only boyfriends that actually genuinely made me feel like he was so obsessed with like what I do and who I am your career path yeah like all of the nuances of like me doing podcasting and social media and putting myself out there and he was like fuck yeah and he recognized all of like the hard work behind all of it like the last one was like oh this is cool but I just it just there wasn't a love for it like he the last guy one before him New Hampshire Mm -hmm. loved comedy like he oh, knew all okay. these people, especially when I was mentioned by Joey Diaz. Like that's cool. He to was him. literally shitting his pants when I was yeah, like on the phone yeah. with him because no, he was I in the room. Because he was like, "Are you kidding me? I've listened to him every day and all of his podcasts." And my new girlfriend out of nowhere, like that I met on Tinder. Yeah, and also it was new. So- I think we forget that comedy is like still like a niche. Like it's still like not everybody listens to comedy Isn't podcasts, that crazy? but like that's our whole world. I know. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know who these people are. You we, fucking weirdo. Yes. We, oh my God. We were on a podcast. Uh, shout out the Danza project. Oh God. They're a rap podcast. So like they actually like report on rap news, like stuff that like we don't give a fuck about, but our They're friend funny too. Yeah. Our friend Sam Buck is a comedian, but he has like a comedy rap podcast called the bucked up podcast shout out episode 40 or or 41 uh of us we had sam on oh yeah so make sure to listen to that one sam's awesome but he introduced us the danza project and the danza project just like loved our vibe so they were like we want you to come on our podcast we're like the only females they have had on their podcast oh yeah yeah and it's crazy mm -hmm. so they had something go viral because they had Who's the rapper? Six Nine and BNH. Okay, I don't even know. I mean, I know Six Nine. I don't know who BNH is. I think is he like a new rapper? I have no clue. No clue. Okay, so BNH punched Six Nine, and then Six Nine punched BNH, and then it was like this whole thing. Didn't BNH run up on the Danza Project's well, so, house? So BNH comes on the Danza Project's podcast, and the Danza Project just reports like they give everyone a platform, but. Six nine came back with his guys and punched BNH, and so the Danza Project made a clip, and they were like, "It was, it was BNH talking about how we punched six nine. It was like this didn't age well, and it was like <laughs> that's the, funny. The clip of like then BNH getting hit, BNH got pissed and pulls up on the Danza Project's house and fucking throws like a brick or something through their window which is crazy there's no need for that yeah we're in the podcast room and they're telling us a story and i'm like are we gonna get run up on i also talked to mad shit and called bnh a pussy i don't even know who he is i was like <laughs> i was like this is pussy behavior what kind of man cries like a behavior. behavior and they were like no but you're fighting and you're a man i'm like no this just shows you have no control over your emotions like someone says something in a podcast and you're gonna pull like, up like why do you care that much the dude has an infant an infant baby and you throw a brick through his window and he invited you into his house and gave you a platform fuck you That's you're so a pussy rude. and you're mad because he reported that somebody hit you like okay then go hit the person who hit you uh, yeah so people are annoying people are so annoying um either way so this so basically hollywood unlocked shares the danza project which is like a 3.4 million 
follower account where they like report on news and shit. Um, they were sharing that like whole scene. And then Hollywood and Locke saw a clip of us from the time we were on their podcast where I was like talking about how I wouldn't want my future husband. I wouldn't want to take my future husband's last name. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be the legacy or like, I'm like, I'm totally fine with marrying a blue collar man or like somebody who's not in the industry. So like I picture myself just being like the legacy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they shared that we went back on the podcast and there was a point to that whole rant. Do you- I don't know. You didn't, you didn't share it with me. <laughs> <laughs> How did we start out? What were we talking about before? Oh man, dude. I, I don't know. <laughs> we were on podcasts. I we don't talking know. About Mar- Marcelo. No, that was way before. <laughs> you lost me. You lost me there, brother. Um, cool. <laughs> Is everyone smoking weed? Are we having a good time? <laughs> How? Where are we listening? Are you in the car? Are you in your room cleaning? Are you masturbating? Because you know, because my voice I, is so probably sexy. somebody. <laughs> Have you ever masturbated while listening to a podcast? No. Have you? No, I just listen to two girls, one plot, and I'm like, oh, um, that's how I go to sleep every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just sit outside your door and listen to you breathing <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> she sounds like she has allergies and just really struggling. In there. <laughs> I have sleep apnea. <laughs> you ordered me one of the CPAP masks. I just <laughs> you, you don't tell me you just show up. You're like, I think you need this. I just, you're like, how do you know? And I'm like, shh. <laughs> go to sleep um i just laughed trying taking a hit of the blunt we know that's never good i'm having excruciating period cramp pain. where's your heating pad somewhere i need to go get it i'm like you know i'm really good at blocking out pain holy fuck update update super exciting update guys oh yeah yeah your girl got her pussy lasered, her armpits lasered, her happy trail lasered, her inner thighs lasered, her nipples lasered. Because sometimes I get hairs on those. And if you, if you don't, you're a fucking liar. So Your asshole. And my asshole. My asshole, my whole ass. Because you guys know I get butt pimples and that shit sucks. I got it all lasered. And I haven't shaved my vagina since Friday and it's Tuesday. And it literally feels soft. It feels like I got it waxed. Like the hair is not even growing after the first time. I cannot imagine what it will That's be like. Crazy. And ma- like my armpits. How do my armpits look? They look good. There's no hair. Yeah, they look good. They stinky? No. <laughs> Because I've been using glycolic acid on my armpits and that also takes away the Priscilla taught us that. Yeah, if you listen to Priscilla's episode, she taught you that too. Priscilla's our girl. Shout out Priscilla. We love her. I miss her. She should come back. She should just move to Miami. I know. We were like, okay, we're like, Priscilla, move to Miami. And we've spent the last week talking about, do we move to Austin for comedy again? Priscilla, move to Austin with us. I know. She'll listen to this eventually and text us. Oh, yeah. And let us know if she's moving to Austin with us. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we talk about when you fight with a friend? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think she'll listen to this. Um, also, do you think your friends should listen to your podcast and support you? I think supporting clips on social media. Yeah. 
I appreciate when my friends listen to the podcast. I'm like, you're a real one if you're actually yeah. listening to the full podcast, because yeah. that means you <clears throat> like us and listening to us talk because yeah. you're our friend. Mm-hmm. But I also understand being so busy with your own shit, not having time to listen to other people's shit. Or even like I have like my comfort podcast that I listen to, you know, but it's hard adding another one into that roster. That's a lot of commitment. Um, I don't even listen to comfort podcasts. That's the worst part, though, is like I used to listen to a lot of these comedy podcasts, but now I'm like we've listened to our podcast six times. Um I kind of miss like not doing video because I just like got up, grabbed this. Like, I don't care. I know it is pretty nice. It's kind of nice not having the video. I am um, my comfort podcast right now. I can't even get myself to listen to the comedy ones. Mine are like self-help. <laughs> or like That's because you haven't been in therapy. <laughs> I need someone. Yeah, I've been listening. I've actually been reading a book and then I stumbled upon a podcast episode by Adam Gant. And it's a book about where he talks about. The name like sounds gut- familiar. Yeah, he's he's big. But um, <clears throat> he kind of talks about not always thinking you're right and how it's good to be wrong because that means that you're learning and it's about reframing like your brain. And he talks about how like gut instincts can sometimes be wrong, but we're taught to like listen to them. I don't know. It's just very interesting. It's a lot that goes into it. I'm like two chapters in. Okay, that's so interesting because I literally just posted about gut feelings <coughs> and in, like instinct and how they could be wrong, but that's because it's your anxiety and it's not a gut instinct. Mm. Or your your gut instinct is the anxiety in that moment. So like it's tricking tricking you. So being able to distinguish yeah. between what's anxiety and what's your intuition. Mm-hmm. But obviously like you have to put it in a way for like regular people who aren't like constantly healing. Yeah. Cuz that's hard. I literally just had someone DM me and they were like, "How the hell can I distinguish between the two do you have any resources that's a great question (laughs) i can't help you i can i I don't have any resources but i just said you have to recognize your triggers and be self-aware of them so when you have anxiety why are you having anxiety what happened right before figuring out what stressed you out basically that's the first step why am i having anxiety well that's being able to look back and self-reflect yeah being able to have that skill while you're in extreme fits of anxiety is hard not ever like you know um but practice makes it easier Mm -hmm. so like just because it's hard and it's like it seems impossible all you need in that one fit of anxiety where like everything's out of control is that one thought that's like why am i having anxiety and and maybe you don't figure it out the first couple of times you have anxiety but you're starting to train your brain to think and ask the question at least and then like one day you might be like, oh, it's because Emily just farted. I don't know, you know? <laughs> and so, like, I'm like, oh, Emily just farted and it stressed me out because I'm nauseous from my period. <laughs> and I. Jay, meanwhile, Jamie will fart right in front of me. He'll be like, here you go. <laughs> Emily didn't fart at all. I'm just using this as an example. How could you lie? I wasn't. <laughs> um, no, and so. You know what I mean? And then figuring it out. So like what happened and what stressed you out? Because eventually it will start to happen. Like those small, teeny little steps. Just don't give up. And then I said, figure out what that triggered. So if you know that something happened, okay, what is that triggering inside you? Because that's Why two different things. Why did I feel things. that way? Yeah. What made me feel that way? When was the last time I felt that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, when 
my mom abused me and held me down and farted on me. You know, like <laughs> that would be some sick, twisted shit. Do you know? But like it's it triggered something in me, you know? Yeah. And then so I said, and then you have to. I was like, it could be abandonment, financial security, maybe because those are the ones I've been dealing with. And I was like, then tackle those head on and heal those specific triggers. Mm -hmm. If I have abandonment issues, what are things that I can do every single day to like fix that? So when the anxiety happens around something, it's really the abandonment. If you heal the abandonment, the anxiety doesn't come. If you also, if you can learn how to cope with your anxieties. That's the next thing. It's. I feel like that's almost the first step is even not being able to ask the questions. Why is this happening? But being able to calm yourself down. So then you can ask. True. You're right. I said, yeah, I wrote learn grounding techniques and practice those every time you have anxieties, mm-hmm. like start meditating um, because you want to be able to pause while you're having yeah. anxiety and like recenter yourself. So that's absolutely. Sit, yeah, that's really hard. That's the first thing, actually. You're totally right. Because once you can do that, then you can have the space to give yourself the chance to ask those questions and be able to work through all that stuff. Yeah. I think that started for me when I, after I cut off um, that narcissistic friend, mm. I was meditating a lot. Oh, so good. And so anytime I had anxiety, I, I had a coping mechanism to bring myself down to ground myself. And it was meditating, like mm-hmm. listening to frequencies sometimes and not like listening to a guided one. Cause a guided one would almost stress me out more if I couldn't like breathe and do exactly what it said on time. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, and I would get frustrated. So sometimes I just need calmness and I just focus on my breathing. Mm-hmm. Breathing is number one for sure. Breathing is number um, one. But yeah, and then you can ask yourself the questions and then you can start to like almost have a game with yourself. Like, cause I was, I was like, I'm healed the whole, this whole past year. I was like, I'm so healed. Well, not like I obviously knew I wasn't fully healed, but I thought, I think, I think I thought I was a lot more healed than I was. Cause I was like, oh, I don't react to things like this anymore. And that was because I haven't been tested as big as, as you know what I mean? The small tests I started to pass. I stopped having anxiety around the little things, mm-hmm. but the big things that were like life changing, like someone dying or losing someone close to me or like being betrayed or well, like, that's still fucking hard for anyone <laughs> for sure. For sure. But you know, me being like a perfectionist and like hype, like I think I have an addiction to like healing, which is not always good. So like I'm constantly thinking about it, Mm. but I just thought I was better off. And then Mercury and retrograde happened thing after thing happened. And I was sick and I was like, wow, this is the first time I've really been tested in a while. I feel like even, (sighs) even like the breakup with Mr. Robotongue, I feel like I was tested a teeny bit, but it wasn't as hard as like everything happening at once. Like I started getting good at handling individual situations, really good at handling those having multiple situations at once. My brain's like, can't compute shut down. Yeah. But that's where we've been at guys. (laughs) Um, that's the chaotic update. Oh, Lucy's been glaring at me and I have to pee. Can we pause? Yeah, let's pause. You quick know, pee break. A quick pee break. <laughs> you know why I think I, I am bipolar, even though I thought it was just ADHD. Why? Or maybe, I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned this. I know I mentioned earlier that vaping brought back like symptoms, but I don't think I like, I think I went into another tangent. Because <laughs> I was high. <gasps> but because vaping, like the day two immediately after quitting vape, 
I had neurotic energy. All of the oh, you were like all over the place. Do you remember? Like I looked at you and I was like, Emily, I'm manic, like bad manic. Like I was cracked out. You're like Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like a cat with zoomies and I was cracked out and I literally was like, something's wrong. Like I have too much energy. And you know, the last time I felt this mania was was when my therapist told me I was bipolar. Um, And I was like, what the hell? It definitely calmed down a little bit, but I have way more energy. Like that brain fog, it almost feels like I'm taking Adderall. And I'm not on Adderall. You're just focused. That's nice. Which is so nice, That's really guys. Nice. Stop vaping. It literally fixed all of those brain problems. And I didn't think vaping was what was affecting That's crazy. all of it. Yeah, it Fuck. is crazy. Is that what nicotine does? Yeah, that's blunts. That's a smoking blunts. Well, so I guess we're. St- I'm still having some nicotine, just not as much. Holy fuck! Yeah, that. it's not the every I feel like, like three I'm giving seconds. birth. <sighs> Push! Oh, I had to. We had to tell. We had to coach Bear Breathe. through his first self shit. Oh, we, yeah, this we, morning he was pooping. We were like, "Push, we let it out." He was pooping by himself, and we we're like, "Go, Bear! You're doing great." Keep this, pushing. This is what parenthood is. It is. I'm not ready. I got shit on my chest. Like he literally. I don't want to be shit on. He farted and shat on me by accident last night. And I was like, wow. So if you think about that, by extension, all parents have had Cleveland steamers, <laughs> which means all parents like Cleveland steamers because they like their kids. I know. I was like, that was so cute. Parents are freaks. Yeah. Okay. But you're not sexualized by the Cleveland steamer and your kids shitting on you. So (laughs) God damn. I wasn't like turned. He didn't shit on me. And I was like, yep. Can I go Uh make an OnlyFans vid? (laughs) Fuck no. I was Uh, like, this is disgusting. Get this poop off of my chest. I think he shat out. Somebody shat on my chest too. Was not a fan. Was it me? I wish it was you. What would, what would you do? If you if, shit on my chest? If I went to go fart on you as a joke, like I was sick. <laughs> I just, because you know in the morning I rock, walk around with that underwear and just a big t-shirt. Oh. Sometimes I'm just pussy out bent over cleaning something. <laughs> I thought you had a thong on. No. I, I guess I've never looked. Well, well, you also don't have glasses, so I guess you're not, like, seeing full pussy, mm-hmm. so it's not as bad. It's just a shadowy area. Yeah. Yeah, no, but imagine I just went over and I farted, and it just, I accidentally shat on you. Oh, like, my God. Like, would we what stay would I friends? Do? I don't know. We'd have, to, <laughs> we'd have to have two cameras for just us on the podcast, because I would not be able to look at you. Ever again? Never. <laughs> You'd never be able to look at me. Why? That's cruel. You wouldn't like treat me like your kid and be like, it's okay. I still love you. <laughs> Emily, if we're old, are you saying you won't wipe my ass and take care of me if we're old and I'm in a nursing home? <laughs> <laughs> why isn't the nursing home wiping your ass? <laughs> why don't you love me? Is, oh, wow. I, see, and now I'm having anxiety. And so I'm going to breathe. We're identifying our coping mechanisms. And what triggered me, Emily, is that she wouldn't wipe my ass. And I feel abandoned now. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. I don't think I would be upset. I mean, it's like oh. anal. You kind of go into it expecting some shit. It's like life. You go into life. So you go into the friendship shit. knowing your friend may shit on you yeah. one day. But you just said you wouldn't help. Well, now that was just me joking. Oh, I would. I just shamed you publicly on the internet, and now you're like, "Fine, Jamie, I will. I'm, I, I will address a, a notes app apology that I'm going to put out <laughs> after the podcast. I'm so sorry, Jamie. I said things that I regret. 
<laughs> we should do some drama, some psychodrama on our stories, like about the episode. Jamie shit on me, guys. And we're going to talk Can about it. Can I still it. be friends with her? Just make a poll on my story. Yeah. <laughs> These have to be actual videos. I think we need to start making updates as just posts. I think we should just focus on TikTok. <laughs> Fuck. It's a hard knock life for us. Oh, oh I had a but mean also, hater tell me I was toned up the other day. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I just really like the other day. I was like, wow, how lucky am I that I was able to not really work through this migraine? Yeah, I got to turn off. Yeah. And I was like, I never would have been able to do that before. Oh, was that a full circle moment? That was, yeah, no, that was cool. I was like, holy shit. Because you've worked. Yeah, and I've had to work through that, and that would have been really painful. Yeah. That's what sucks about having a regular job, like a nine-to-five and shit. Mm -hmm. That's what made me hate the nine-to-five so much and, like, work so hard to get out of it was because I was so mentally ill. Yeah. And I would get sick and burnt out, and I'd be forced to go to work, and Mm -hmm. it would just, like, wipe me out. Yep. Yep. And it feels so good to just shut off and, like... It does feel really good. So I was like, wow, I'm grateful that I was able to do that. That's awesome. I'm grateful for that every fucking day. Because even if I complain, it's definitely still better. I I, I still have the same mental stresses. It's just a lot easier to handle. Yes. Yeah. To have that space. Oh my gosh. There's a... (sighs) Where was I going with that? (laughs) Good talk. I think we should end on that note. On that note, guys, we're going to have another episode. These are all going to be video-less, but they'll be out every week. We'll be we'll be here every Tuesday. It's still Tuesday. We're just late. Yeah. So we got you. We love you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Okay, now comment small hands. I do have small hands. On all of Emily's. If you made it this far, comment small hands on Emily's post. Also, the first night we got the kittens, we did shrooms. Isn't that crazy? Shrooms and cats are very associated with us. Wait, we did adopt those kittens while we were on shrooms. We, no, no, we, we got, no, you were drunk and then we got them and then we went out that night because Priscilla was in town on shrooms, on shrooms. Wow. That's crazy. Full circle right there, guys. Wow. What a moment. Beautiful. I want to hear some of your full circle moments. DM us. They could be funny. Okay. Serious. Love you. My uterus is in pain. So Emily's going to rub my belly and call me a good girl. And then she'll shit on me. Yeah. And I'll. Like it? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, you bye. hate me too.